Ivan in for Pat. It's a great pleasure to welcome back again Pat O'Toole, political correspondent with the Farmers Irish Farmers Journal, out again uh, today. Uh, and there is a significant change taking place in relation to a European nitrates directive. First of all, Pat, welcome. And, and just explain to us uh, what was the case in terms of water quality, the EPA and stocking rates. So I, I would have always understood it roughly one livestock unit, which would be a mature cow to the acre. I know they talk in hectares now. What, what, what was the situation and what's the change? So you're pretty right. That that was the situation, give or take. Um, Ireland had a derogation that uh, some farmers who signed up to be uh, much more intensively monitored and who have been, uh, I suppose, displaying best practice. So low emission slurry spreading, where it's injected into the ground rather than sprayed into the air. They were first on board with that. Um, and... Uh, to have uh, buffer zones around watercourses. They were the first on board with that. Uh, so these farmers, I suppose, are best in class and they availed of a derogation which allowed them a higher stocking rate. And the way stocking rates are calculated, every animal has a loading of nitrogen and so much nitrogen per hectare and that's your stocking rate. So a cow has 90 kilos of nitrogen. Um, so this would be a bag of nitrogen no, fertiliser now? No, this is the nitrogen from what they excrete. So this okay. is... From this slurry. Is the, from slurry. Exactly. So um, uh, it's the nitrogen that they produce as an animal. So 90 kilos per hectare and the limit for derogation farms, 250 kilos per hectare. Those farms stocked at about just under three cows per hectare. Really uh, intensive. Yeah. But and of 16, 15,000 dairy farmers, how many would be in that category? There are between six and 7,000 um, farmers in derogation. Now, close to 1,000 of those are non-dairy farmers. So a lot of intensive finishers because they're yeah. highly stocked because their cattle are in sheds and they're Beef, feeding them yeah. in the winter. So those, th- those farmers would typically be in derogation as well. So you have this... Um, Uh, this equation of almost three cows per hectare. But two things have happened. At the start of the year, they changed the valuations around animals. So banding meant that cows went from 90 to 106 kilos. And now the derogation is coming down for much of the country for 250 down to 220 kilos. So we've gone from three cows a hectare down to two cows, just over two cows a hectare in a few months. And, um, so what does that mean practically? It means means you either have less cows... So I've, I've the average number of cows about seventy three or something like that. Uh, you have less cows, uh, or you have more land. Is that exactly? It? And unfortunately, they're not making more land. We talked about the pressures last week with forestry. On, uh, yes, around land use and and the competing interests around land use. Dairy farmers have more spending power than others in relation to getting hold no, of extra well, land. The, uh, yeah. Last year, and I know last year, the average dairy farmer's income was 148 grand. Correct. Unbelievable in the yeah. history of dairy. Absolutely. Now, a lot huge repayments because those dairy farmers have made huge investments. And I'll bring you to one example. Moor Park, the big open dairy day for Ireland and one of the biggest expos of dairy farming outdoors in Europe um, was on uh, Tuesday of this week. And uh, at that, a Wicklow farmer called uh, uh, Jack Keenan spoke. He's 30 years old. He has 65 cows. He spent over half a million with his dad uh, developing the farm, building new cubicles, building state-of-the-art slurry storage, Milking a new parlour, parlour yeah. um, and was planning to expand to 80 cows. Uh, as a result of this uh, decision, uh, this combination of decisions, he may have to cut cow numbers. So he now has repayments uh, based on an 80 cow herd. He's going to have close to a 60 cow herd. 
interest rates have gone up. Um, so his repayments, just like anyone with a mortgage, his repayments are going to be significantly higher. His repayment capacity is going to plummet and uh, he's going to find it very difficult to get land because every other dairy farmer in the so, area has so the same problem. Given When is the change to this directive taking place? Uh, it's starting the 1st of January 24. OK, so what does it mean for that farmer in Wicklow? It means he's going to have to cook cows or find extra land and that extra land is going to be very hard to find. It's going to be very expensive. Um, and uh, there are parts of the country where that land can't be found. So where the controversy arises around this issue is that um, it's based on uh, the EPA's report. They've identified the rivers that are not improving. When we signed up for the derogation recently, Brussels said, yes, you can have a derogation, but only for the areas where the water quality is improving. And what farmers are saying is, we're making the improvements, but it takes time for that to transfer into the data. There's lag time between what happens on land and, and what, what's happening in our waters. Um, in League, there's a catchment programme, and we've one of those mini catchments in Ballycarney between you and me. Mm. Very intensive. For the last 12 years, they've been taking tests on an hourly basis at, at the catchment where the water is flowing out of a catchment. It's a single exit point for uh, a, an area basin. Um, so they're able to measure exactly what's going on. Now, but of those farmers, yeah, okay. almost every farmer in that Timothy catchment in Cork is in derogation. And since the beginning of that catchment programme um, being launched, they have almost halved the nitrates in the water. So what that is showing, the farmers are arguing, is the, the science is working, the best practice is working, the derogation is helping to reduce uh, nitrates in water and improve water quality. And Brussels is saying... We don't care. We need more evidence. And Ireland is now one of only two countries with the derogation. So we have very few allies in Brussels to sign off. The minister is saying that the derogation could go altogether if farmers don't become less complacent about it. So did I read somewhere in the journal that people were buying land miles and miles away in the West to say, these are my cows and this more. And like that to me sounds completely bogus because there's no way they're going to cut silage from Roscommon and bring it over to Ballycarney. I mean, that's not going to happen. Is this just, is this actually a kind of loophole or what are they doing? It, it was. Um, it, it's now being stamped out because there's now a maximum distance you can have uh, land for your uh, for your, your grazing block, which would be counted. Um, so that was a loophole and the department did a lot of finger wagging about it for a long time, but there now has been action on it. And what and is the mileage limit? Um, it's... I think it's 40 kilometres, but okay. it's it's it, it's something that you could bring grass home or you could yeah. bring stock and you could wander down, you know, every day to check your stock. A lot of farmers have very dispersed holdings. The typical farm in Ireland is between three and four separate parcels of land and they can be as far as three miles apart, typically. So it's not unusual well, for and farmers also to travel would be 10 or acre, They would rent the land rather than buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. And leasing is very important. Um, there's a lot of land leased on a five or a ten year basis and that's been encouraged by government. But what I suppose the crux of this, farmers were encouraged by a government plan to expand when quotas went. We've had 10 years, or well, we've had eight years of expansion. Uh, we've increased the number of dairy cows in the country by 50%. And now the farmers who've made all that investment and have made a life plan based around being dairy farmers in an intensive system see the rug being pulled out from under their feet. Okay, but, but you see... The thing about it is most dairy farmers would have a pasture system of paddocks and they go round. And then, so maybe they move them every four or five days, they graze it down. And then what happens is they go in with the Vicon uh, fertiliser spreader and they do it. I thought all of this 
was actually, I understand the point you made about slurry, was actually to cut down on the chemical fertiliser and you have the urea, is it, the granulated yeah. stuff. Just tell me about the application of nitrate and, and what controls are on that. Sure. So there are very strict limits on the total amount of nitrogen you can have on your farm. That's the combination of the organic nitrogen, the stocking rate, and the bagged chemical fertiliser that you spread. But there's been a lot of moves now away from very intensive use of of fertiliser. You're right about protected urea. Um, it's a, a product which uh, releases less, nitri- or less nitrates into it, the it, air. It's granulated in a way it's got a coating on it. Is That's that, correct. It, so protected yeah. urea is the same nitrogenous fertiliser. Correct. But it's, it, uh, and how is that better for the environment? Because uh, the, uh, the pellet doesn't release its uh, nutrients until it goes down into the ground. Uh, so it's not being released into the atmosphere. But we also have liquid fertiliser, which I use on my tillage farm, which is going directly onto the leaf. You use a lot less of it, less of it and it's more efficient. We're gaining ground in terms of uh, chemical fertiliser and we need to because if Ukraine taught us anything, it's just it's very how delicate that, that ecosystem but, is. But, and so so I, I thought the big innovation was instead of ryegrass that you'll get clover, legumes and all these things, the sward would change. Is that making a significant difference and are farmers adopting it? Uh, They are adopting it. It's making a difference. But in terms of the water quality and the nitrates, it's actually a negative because clover fixes nitrogen um, depending on what's going on in with the sun and uh, clover tends to fix a lot of nitrogen uh, intensively at certain times of the year. And if you get a lot of rain, that can be washed into uh, the rivers and streams. So there are some concerns uh, coming from that catchment area in Timaleague that that the clover swards are a mixed benefit. And this is one of the problems with farming. Um, because it's natural processes, you gain on the swing and you lose on the roundabout and it's getting the balance right. All right. Uh, well, all of this, the nitrates change. I'm reading from page four of the Farmer's Journal. For the 3,000 dairy farmers affected, uh, it is actually quite complex, but they have maps and everything. Pat O'Toole, a political correspondent editor with the Farmer's Journal, thank you for that explainer uh, piece on the change, the important change from the 1st of January next year.